Welcome to Return to Oswald. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Scar and Brandon. Scar, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, sir. I will say that um, this episode, I, I learned something about this episode. Um, this episode was supposed to be the season finale. And it felt like it. But um, what had happened was the production for The Sopranos ran over and it won't going to be ready in time for them to pick that up after this went off. So they was just like, well, I mean, can we get another eight episodes out y'all? I mean, it definitely felt like, and, 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 you know, eighth episode, that's usually when they do their season finale. So it did feel like a season finale. And so now I'm wondering if they just kind of cobbled, like had two separate seasons and then stuck them together with wood glue. Brandon, how you feeling today? Um, this episode was full of shit. Yes, that too. This was so much bullshit that happened in this episode. It didn't make any fucking sense. And it didn't follow their own stories that they set up two minutes before. And I know we're going to get to this, but I got to get this off my chest. because This pissed me off more than anything. They had a fucking scene where the fucking dude with the cornrows was like, I ain't your fucking lap dog. I'm not about to do your work for you. I don't fuck with you at a BC. You can't tell me what to do. And then the very next scene, Adebisi got him holding up fucking um, what's my man's name? Um, Supreme Allah. No, not Supreme Allah. Um, Beecher. Beecher. He got him. He's, he's Beecher's lap dog. He's banging his head on the desk, doing what Adebisi tells him to do. Yeah. What? Like it just. This shit, I just saw you say, "I don't fuck with you. You're not my boss." Yo, there's so he put much in his thirty day this. notice. That's what it was. There, there's so much about this episode that's just like, huh? That don't make no fucking sense. Yeah, we we had to deal with a lot of fuckery uh, with this episode uh, called "You Bet Your Life." Um, I just want to say that it 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 did feel like it felt. I mean, honestly, Brandon. Even with that said, that's par for the course for Oz, right? Like, are we surprised by that? Like, niggas hop in the caskets and then the whole storyline gets erased and niggas still can't find one uh, one Boricuan guy walking through the streets of New York. Like, this is not what you want it to be. But what we didn't want What's the beginning of this show, which was exactly what I expected it to be. Devlin's going to survive his uh, shots and he's going to stay in the election race. Uh, Clayton Hughes is being held at a different facility than Oz, which is the crown and shield facility. He's probably going to get picked up by fucking uh, Nick Fury and shit. I got a question. But but we also know that if he I'm I'm I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't remember what happens here. But but we also know that Oz is the only facility that does the death penalty. So if he catches the death penalty for his attempted murder of the governor, he has to I don't go think to you can get the death penalty for attempted murder. I'm pretty sure you can if you try to kill somebody important enough. Uh, you, get, you get close enough. I don't know. That's the, that's the, that's interesting. I might have to look that up. But you know, Oz don't give a shit about the real Not at fucking all. sentencing. But this no. is what I didn't understand. 
why the fuck was Leo talking about I'm gonna stand by Clayton? Stand by him for what? No, nigga, right? Exactly. Shot the governor on TV. Exactly. Right. Like this is the part where you're just like, so, 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 so. What you basically saying? What you basically saying, Leo, is you don't even want to be the warden anymore. Because what you're saying is you support the nigga that just shot me. Is is that what's coming out it's of your a, face, Leo? You just support a person who just broke into your prison twice. Right. The governor. I'm rooting for everybody black. That's what that was. He should he, not be. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense. He tried to. He tried to make it seem like I'm um, doing this, in, you know, because of you know his his father was my man's in them, and but it's like yo, dog, I you can't in no way come across like you condone what this motherfucker did and by saying what you said you just condone what this motherfucker did and you're the one who's supposed to be tough on crime and now yeah. all of a sudden you're, you you're the one who's telling folks you know these are not my niggas essentially but and a nigga stands up and shoots the governor and you're like ah, i know it's mama but the see here's the thing he said it himself this episode like yo uh, this all election shit. I've been tripping, dog. He like, was tripping before the fucking election. It. I don't want to hear that but shit. He just realized he was tripping. Yeah, true. Well, maybe but, had but the thing that make the, the 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 thing about the him choosing to stand by Clayton's side is so fucking shitty that it literally makes me want him to have to talk to his brother Mark. Like, yo, where the fuck were you when I murdered somebody? And then it also makes me wonder, did Leo kill his daddy? And is that the reason why he's doing all this fucking caping for him? Probably. I don't Bro fuck with I don't fuck with the governor, but I don't want the governor to get shot in the back at a press conference to I cold mean, blood. If he like, gets killed, he's just gonna wake up as a fucking vampire and fucking true blood either way. I mean, and then shut up, Scar. And he's right though. And then I didn't mean to say shut up, Scar. I feel badly. And that passed. Uh, so again, never. It'll be okay. The nigga, I, I feel like I, I feel like the whole situation. The reason why Leo rides for this motherfucker so hard, because remember, this is par for the course for him. Anytime Clayton does something, Leo's like, Ooh. I feel like Leo was having an affair with Clayton's mama and his Clayton's daddy. So just in case, for the rest of this episode, I'm gonna call him Uncle Daddy. Mm -mm. No, there's no real explanation for why he did there, I mean, what he there's did. Explanation. Why are it's you like, throwing your career away for it's this like, nigga? It's it's like this Cosby shit, right? It's not the Cosby shit where the people are like, oh, all the women are lying, or you know, he should have done that. Not those people. This is it's the Cosby shit with the the niggas who are like, I'm not saying Cosby's right. I'm just saying the system, you know, the system tries to take people down, and you know, I got to stand by. You know, I got to stand by my people. That's what this is. You know, I, I'm not saying he should have shot him. I'm saying that I know him and he's a good person and he did good things back in the day and I knew his daddy. So, yeah, the, good. The, the kind of the kind of dudes that in, interject the word society in yeah. random non-sequitur. Non um, yeah, that's what it is. Like, uh, I'm not saying society. what he did is right. I'm not saying he innocent. I'm just saying, you know, you got to stick by your brothers. We and gotta I support mean, our black. What about the white people? What about the white person that shot a governor? Right? He no, ain't get mean, locked up immediately. That's, see, yeah, this that's is what, see, this is what society does. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> so, 
The black inmates are applauding Clayton for shooting Devlin. The white <laughs> inmates who should not give a fuck about Devlin are screaming, "Kill yeah, you!" That either. Yeah, they don't I, like Devlin. He took away your conjugal visits. What are you cheering for? Either like why the only reason why you give a fuck is because a black man shot a white man. Exactly. That's the only, that's, that's the only reason why you give a shit because uh, y'all in prison and like all of your shit has been controlled by this one dude who keeps. Fucking y'all over. He's he's been fucking y'all over since this show started. He's been constantly fucking y'all over and pissing on the fucking the um the warden, pissing on the warden. It's like, oh, you think you're gonna do this? Nah, son, let him out. It's like the white working class Republicans, right? The white working class Republicans who they keep voting these people in, who just keeps fucking them over, over and over again. They don't give a shit, but they give them like, but but you know about that racism, right? Or you know them immigrants are coming in here, or them gay people, they get married now. And so they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want that. So I'm going to vote for you, even though I'll fuck <laughs> you over. Devlin has, even, let's just say everything Devlin did is because he's racist and most of Oz is black. By proxy, he's punishing all the white people in Oz because he's racist. <laughs> he's, yeah, so he's, what are you cheering for? <laughs> he's also, he's a, Devlin is always, is like those Republicans. He's always on some, they climbing in your windows. Like he's that kind of guy, like trying to scare people is like, you know what happened? We let these niggas out. Yeah. He's the same type of motherfucker who um, would bring up the fact that there's one black dude who murdered people, but got out on a, he, he, they trying to let him out on a day pass. What you going to do about that? How you going to feel if he come down, walking down your street? That's that's Devlin. So he talks mm-hmm. to the white folks, but doesn't believe that he needs to actually talk to these white folks. No, There's a movie, one of my favorite movies, which isn't on the list, Brandon, by the way, you're safe, but it should be. I might put it on there instead of something else. The American President. I thought uh, you were about to say Bullworth. Nah, hell I no. Have seen Bullworth. But <laughs> the American is, President with the, is net, fucking terrible. with the net binning and... and, and um, yeah, it's a great movie. But there's a presidential candidate in that movie who has no desire to fix anything. He just wants to tell people what's wrong and who's to blame for it. And that's Devlin to a T. So that's anyhow, also Twitter. Well, yeah, but we don't we don't <laughs> talk about that. So um the next thing that happens after that is that Supreme Allah walks over to Mondo and Leroy. This nigga this didn't really work for me but it worked for me i guess in the no it didn't it didn't so supreme Allah walks over to mondo and leroy like the manager of um shenanigans in fucking office space and tells <laughs> them don't have enough flair you ain't got enough flair on homie <laughs> look at mobe mobe's got all kind of flair and you ain't got no flair why is Mobe out selling both y'all with tits? What the fuck is up with that? Y'all what need movie? to boost yourselves up a little bit. What movie did that come from? Office Space. I just said it. Oh, I didn't hear you say Office Space. Oh, yeah, it's Office Space. I'm that was him I'm talking tripping. to Jennifer Aniston. No worries. Okay, I'm tripping. So they, instead of talking with one another about how to build up their sales and their clientele and all that, they tell him to stop selling so many drugs and he stands up and he's like, I'm not afraid of you. And then right after he stands up and says, I'm not afraid of you. They pull Mondo out to go talk to the detective about the murder of Bruno. Coincidences. You know what I mean? Nonsensical. 
coincidences. Because like nobody was paying attention when him and the other the the cop that he killed, nobody was paying attention when they were having conversations. Nobody. And, oh, I think there was other people in the gym that time. There though. were other people in the gym. Um, so but I, my assumption is that she's been no. Doing remember, remember the 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 cop after he got his ass whooped, he came to Mobay to his cell after the fact and say, "Why the fuck didn't you protect me?" That and, didn't happen in the gym. And Mondo was like, they were acting no, real no, no. weird. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about how he knew he talked to Mobe. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, uh, because Mondo got called into the to talk to the investigator about Bruno's death because of the fight in the gym, when Bruno called them some... What I hate is jive-ass niggas. Oh. So, he was like, that wasn't even a fight. We were just playing. We were just playing. And she was like, y'all beat the shit out of him, dog. And he was like, yeah, yeah, he got a little bit boisterous. <laughs> no, he said, but he, he said, but he ain't die. He ain't die. What you need to do, yeah, I put hands on him directly. But what you need to do is look at Mobe because him and Bruno were acting weirdly. I don't, I just, this didn't land for me, dog. Right? It just didn't land for me, this shit. Like, the, the thing about it is the two of them, from what we've seen, They've only had the 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 two real, what what three conversations? Yeah, the one in the bathroom, the one in his cell when they were both looking outside to see if anybody was coming towards them, and right. the one at the elevator shaft. Yep. So what I didn't understand is the detective who's investigating this shit knows that both Mobe and uh, Bruno were cops. And so she should understand the reason why they're talking to each other is because they're both cops trying to, you know, work with one another. And the weirdness is because they don't want to be found out for being cops. That should have dead at that immediately. She should have yep. been like, no, the, the investigation's sticking on you because you're the last one we saw punching this dude for calling you a jive-ass nigga. Yeah, he put, he put, you, you put hands on him. We saw so you like, put hands on him. Oh, oh, you want me to stop investigating these, you two, because he was acting weirdly around Mobe? What the fuck is that kind of investigation? Yep. So they Mom, I know you want to. I know you want to whoop me because you literally saw me eat like five or six Oreo cookies back to back, and you woke up the next morning and the entire bag was gone. But my brother didn't tie a shoe this morning. Exactly. That's basically what that was. So it was the worst kind of deflection. It was horrible. Like. Why is she recording his thoughts if she if, if when he says like, she's acting weirdly? Why is she like hmm? It hits record like this is pertinent. No, no, no. What can no. he she say? Stopped, she she stops the recording. Oh, I thought I she thought was she's... recording. My bad. No, she was re- she was recording the conversation when he she says that it. she stopped it. Well, I hope she stopped it to say you sound real stupid. You sound real dumb. I don't understand. This so shit. Dumb. This shit don't make no sense. So. Mobe goes to see Adebisi and the guys, and Adebisi tells Mobe that there's an undercover cop in Oz named Cecil Brand, and he's on Unit B. How do they know that? I don't know. Because, because remember, that's the cop that they brought in for him to sell to exactly. so that he wouldn't be selling to. And why didn't Mobe, who works for the fucking warden, just go to the warden and say, hey, they know that this Cecil's dude's a cop. You pull him out. This dude's in danger. Get him out. But also... Also, it's a situation to whereas, like, so far, until until Adavisi makes the dumbest decision 
ever in the history of Oz. Adebisi seems in pretty good control over this, and that's why they probably tasked him to do it, to see what the fuck's actually going to happen. Because, like, I, that's how I felt about it. Like, he's just like, no, you need to go do it. This is your customer. We need to see you do it. And then, like, just watch what happens. What and if you can't do it, then we gonna fuck you up, and we gonna kill you. But yeah, like, no, that that's that's absolutely logical. The question is, why the fuck did they leave the bitch in jail after he copped the drugs? If his whole job was to be there to help out Mobe, after he helps out Mobe, get him the fuck out. Yep. Well, that would have made it too obvious. Nope. All they do is all they do is fake a uh, a medical situation he, he overdosed get him clean the fuck out of there that's, he overdosed that's it. it it happens we're sorry yeah fake some fake some medical shit and get him clean the fuck out of there everything's fine and it's just like why are we here i was i was actually like pretty disgusted by that whole thing like this is the best thing y'all can come up with is you're going to and we know that undercovers have no fucking luck at Oz, but how they find them out after one buy? Who's telling? This information had to pass from Unit B through to M City. Who's got this information? Who's telling? Who's their mob figure? We're never going to investigate that. They're never going to look into that. And who got who got enough juice in Unit B to figure this shit out and pass it along? Right, because we don't know no niggas in, in Unit B. Unit B is full of Aryans screaming for the death of Clayton Hughes. Exactly. We don't know. We don't, there's there's a couple of black people in there, but we don't know none of them niggas. So like, I, I it just don't. None of this shit connects. Like like how it's supposed to. It's supposed mm -hmm. to connect. It's supposed to make sense. It so, absolutely does not. So what happens when you're about to fall asleep and you're writing? Is you start writing bullshit and then you wake up the next day and you're like, damn, I wrote that and that's what this is starting to feel like in parts. Um, also, Hope doesn't go and talk to Leo about a spoiler alert. Uh, but also after that, Augustus is just sitting in his cell and this motherfucker figured out who Mobe is. And just like everybody else in Oz, he decides to start talking about it. That's the only thing that made sense was him figuring this out. Yes. That's yeah, only, it does. He's this, been piecing this shit together this whole time, and then he and then he catches that baby boy. That's why I kept saying there's a movie reference. He baby boys the fuck oh, out. Oh, he did, he did, <laughs> he did very much mean? so. He choked him the fuck out like uh, like Bing Rains <laughs> oh, yeah. did Jody. <laughs> I thought you was undercover. I mean, but you can't be, you know, given the amount of shit you were snorting, given the amount of shit you've been selling. I mean, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> But that night you were so cranked up on tits that your accent suddenly disappeared. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then your girlfriend, what's her name? Kina? I was positive that I recognized her from somewhere. Tore my brain out, trying to remember. Trying to remember where. Then I had a flash. No! No! When they threw me off the roof. I was laying on the cold pavement. And this woman, police, came over to see if I was still alive. That woman, police, she's a dead ringer for Yokina. Lights out! 
Good night, Mobey. Or officer, whoever the fuck you are. I got a problem with this. I don't have a problem with Augustus figuring it out. That's fine. It was bound to happen. You know, the road to that, great, dope, whatever. I don't like the fact that um, not only was Keena there during his arrest, but she's the only one who came over to check on him to see if he was alive. Of course he's going to remember some shit like that. And that just felt like these whole coincidence things that keep happening, this is the laziest one. Like, you couldn't remember for a whole season that the person who came over to you and said, is he okay? Let's get medical for him. The person who essentially saved his life. No, you're the opposite of me. I said, that's bullshit that he fucking remembers her. He just got thrown off a fucking roof. I'm pretty sure he has a concussion. His fucking back's broke. That's probably remember no random fucking... And that's why I was saying he probably remembered. It's random. It's so... It's so... the, The coincidences are too... It's too lazy of writing. This is fucking... This is Tyler Perry level of coincidences. Like, it's like the you know like how like Tyler Perry movies and TV shows it's like there these this one small group of people have a million problems and it's like how the fuck can this one small group of people have all of these problems <laughs> and all of these coincidences that all leads to the same small group of fucking people this makes no sense it's the reason why I don't fucking dig Tyler Perry shit it makes no fucking sense to me um it's this is Tyler Perry level of writing. Mm-hmm. And so Mobe come and hit him with that good chokehold, and then the accent disappears. You talk that shit to anyone. You're next on the elevator shaft. All right, break it up in here. Yo, that nigga straight up put on his destiny voice. But that was his de- that's his destiny voice, dog. But here's the thing: this nigga comes over to him. Threatens him. Cool, 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 cool. You say that shit to anybody else, you're going to be the next one going down the elevator shaft. The cop comes over and says, yo, y'all break it up. He has a flashlight on him. So now they got eyes on him because he's choking out somebody who's infirm. Then this nigga comes back with a guile uppercut that takes him out of his seat and has him on the ground and he's beating him. And then... uh, I think... This was this was specific. He wanted to do something to whereas he would be taken away and he can tell them like yo. But really but yeah, this. okay, that's cool. Fine. Yeah, I'll see that. Except for the fact that then Augustus like, you know what? You ain't you're a fraud. And I don't mean a fraud like a cop. I mean you're a fraud like a human being. So this <laughs> motherfucker who's been walking through just fine and would have been put in the hole without any issue. This motherfucker goes and confesses to the murder of Bruno. Cause I'm a fraud. Oh, because Augustus I don't know because I don't want to be a fraud. Is Augustus dead? No. Okay. Cause I, they didn't tell me either way in the fucking show. No, nah, he's, he's just not. laid the fuck out. No, nah, this, this ain't it. Nah, they've already the put, they've already put him in one casket in this show. I didn't understand. There'll be another. Um, Here's the thing about Mobe. Why, like, if you're going to quit now, 
You should have been got out of here. You could have got out of here before they found out you killed. You should have got out of there when they made you snort all of those fucking drugs and you realized that you were completely caught up in this whole fucking thing. He should have gotten out of there. If if not that, he should have gotten out of there when he told Sister Peter Marie, I'm an addict. I need to get out. Yeah, but we we know he eventually got his job back as a lieutenant in Baltimore. Yeah. That's probably what uh, that's probably what his uh, what what oh man what was the dude above him I know Scar doesn't know because he doesn't watch uh, uh, our the wire but that's what his boss above him was holding over his head for so long he was like I remember what internal affairs had on you mm-hmm. the gods mm-hmm. will not save you gentlemen I miss I miss and the then, wire and then he eventually became a space titan. Well, yeah, but before that, he also was a uh, time and and um, galaxy and, and planet jumping quantum physics motherfucker. So, you know. And he yeah, also he, runs he a hotel full of assassins. He does. And he watches dogs great. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. That whole thing pissed me off about, yeah, we, we I'm not a fraud and I got to prove it. I just felt forced to. Um, also, Sister Peter Marie is a dope ass bird. Um, once again, Querns and uh, McManus are fighting in one of the meetings because that's what they do. And P- Sister Peter Marie is like, Y'all need to break this shit up um, because, well, let's go. Has obviously put an end to the undercover narcotics operation, at least for the time being. With all due respect, Warden, I think you're going to have to accept the fact that the war on drugs is unwinnable. You know, that's not true. We have to be diligent. We have to keep fighting. We can't just give up on education. We have to rehabilitate. I'm not saying you're not going to get lucky with a slug or two, but if you think you're going to eradicate heroin from Oz, well, that's just plain stupid. Who are you calling stupid? Hey, if the shoe fits. Fuck you. All right, enough. Pussy. Come on! Stop it! Stop it! sick to death of sitting in on these meetings and listening to you people with your petty little egos. The, the, the walls are crumbling down around us and all you care is about yourselves. Well... Now, here's the thing. First of all, she said fuck and that was dope and none saying fuck is like, yeah. Secondly, is she saying that because Beecher got on her helmet like, where the fuck were you? think it's a little bit of I think it's a little bit of everything because then she mentions right after this that uh her papers her came. Papers came, yeah. Her papers came. And but see here's the thing. Well first of all, we gotta be a little bit careful with this dope old bird uh because of her recent comments. Um I know it's supposed to be evergreen comments. Wait, uh, what was commentary. her recent comments? What'd she do? Um she has she has some issues with in the heights. Um yeah, she's, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, but like the I think it's I think it's a culmination of all of it happening to her at once and she just exploded. But I'm like, yo, that what what she's her reaction to herself was like she was she was like like afraid of herself. And that's how I knew what what's gonna happen later was gonna happen. 
what is like, it? Here's the thing. One, Quorums is terrible. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the worst people because he's dirty D, damn it. Like, what are we the, talking The war on drugs is not the, the war on drugs was fucked up. But the war on drugs ending is not fuck it. Just let everybody get high and die. Like that's not what that means. Unless like, you live in Oregon. Eve, well, no, Eve, Oregon decriminalized is it, is it, it. Is it Oregon? Yes. Oregon decriminalized drugs, but they didn't say they're not being like, fuck it. Heroin, all that shit. It's basically like we're not gonna put you in jail anymore for that shit, but we still like want you to get some help. Like like McManus is basically like, hey man, like, okay, you don't want to throw them in the hole for drugs, but they need to go to drug counseling. They need to get help. Like, you don't want them to be addicted to heroin. That's not good. That's not a good thing. And he's just like, why even try? Fuck it. Let them let them just do everything. Okay, if they die, they die. At least it's not violence. And I'm just like, oh, okay, buddy. And then and then Peter Marie, she just don't know what she want to do, and so she angry at everybody too. And I'm like, you, I think you know what you want to do, and it pissed me off later in this episode, and we'll get to it. And and what made her change her mind is some fucking bullshit. I told you, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, and she she basically had her conversation with Simple Medea, and Simple Medea made her realize that the decision that she was about to make was not the right one. It's fucking bullshit. So after she uh, says this whole thing's bullshit and she stalks out. Keller tried to come to a drug rehab meeting. She's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you doing here? Guard. What the fuck are you doing? Like, get him. I thought y'all told. I thought y'all knew. I don't fuck with this nigga like that. Get him the fuck out of here. So Dr. Nathan comes to see her and she tells her that she got the documents to sign, uh, but she's hesitating on signing them because she's not ready to divorce from Christ. Also, Claire and Ryan are still fucking. I can't lie and call what they're doing anything like making love because that shit was carnal and savage. It was a carnage, savage battle between. How come no one, it was like, no one it's hears like Billy this. Bob Thornton and Bad Santa. Where the fuck are they? Where they're doing this and no one hears her going "fuck me, fuck me," like calm the fuck down. Animalistic instincts. But like, no one hears this. Like, where the fuck are they? I don't know. But what we do know is that Ryan is envisioning Gloria when he's fucking Claire. And I'm like, fam, you're, you're actually getting to have sex in prison. Dance with the one you came with. Literally. Also, Cyril's mad because, you know, even though Cyril it has brain uh, damage, he's not stupid. And he sees his brother because... Cause he's like, I don't like that bitch. And like when, um, when she killed, uh, when she killed the Russian dude, when she came back in, she did the wink. The remember huge that wink thing? And, and yeah, Cyril but why does that make it? Cyril mad? Because, because Cyril understands that she's not a good person, and, and like, he has a sense. He's a good person. Like he, the only reason, remember, he's in jail because his brother's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, we're going to mess. We're we're going to kind of try and walk past the fact that he did attack people 
before they went to jail. Like he would attack people in the funeral home or whatever, but he was fighting to help his brother. Like every piece of shit thing he's done was for his brother. Yep. So Cyril's like, I'm a tail. Wing, wing. And Ryan uh, thinks he's going to threaten Cyril. And Cyril's like, motherfucker, I can beat you up. <laughs> these hands, dog? You really trying to see these hands? Hey, I really... wish you would, because these hands are made for talking. That's just what they <laughs> like, do. Like, you, you, he's, he just basically said, you don't want no problems, big fella. <laughs> like, I right? don't think you want these problems, dog. <laughs> Did you forget what happened the last time you touched me? Exactly. And the last time, the, the last time I really got upset at somebody, you do realize the reason why your nickname is Popeye, right? Because I gave you a two piece and a biscuit. <laughs> I I killed a nigga with just these hands and I had gloves on. What the fuck you think I'm gonna do to you? Like you ain't you wasn't shooting with me in the gym. I will fuck you the fuck up. So instead, Ryan decides to try and Ryan against his brother. Which reminded me a lot of myself and my brother when we were like 10 and 8. And one of us was about to get in trouble because the other one was telling. So we tried to get there first. Yep. And so he goes to Sister Pete and he's like, uh, 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 Cyril, Cyril's medications. He's having nightmares and he's saying crazy shit. And he's hallucinating. He's, th- he's seeing things. And so when he comes to talk to you, don't believe nothing he says, but give him some medications. going to put him back to sleep forever. And, d- and then he says the one thing that'll make somebody not fucking believe him. He goes, remember, wink. He be saying crazy shit. As he's walking out. When she says, I'm going to talk with him. Remember, whatever (laughs) he be saying, don't you believe it. Don't believe nothing. And then nothing comes of this. Nothing at all. Nothing comes of this. He just gives him medication. But but she said, no, because she said, like, I don't see nothing wrong. You know, nothing had to come. From, nothing could come from it because she had a conversation with no. Dude. Nothing comes from Cyril. Didn't go snitch. Cyril, does, he he has a chance in there with her to be like, "Yo, I saw these two having sex," but instead he goes in there and says, "I remember the cross, and I remember my mom, and I remember her hands." Yeah, because also asked, I remember them asked, fucking. Yeah, she yeah, she asked, she asked, but but her specific question to him, remember he nightmares. Simple. No, his her her question to him was, "What do you remember before your accident?" Yeah. So he didn't what, say shit. I'm talking about. He said, "I'm going to go tell, and you can't do nothing to stop me because I can whip your ass, Ryan." And then he doesn't tell. Mm-hmm. I don't think he says, "I'm going to go tell." I think yeah, says, exactly what he said. I think he basically says, "I need you to stop this shit, or I'm going to go tell." I don't think he says, "I'm just going to go tell." I'm pretty I need sure you to put a stop I'm to this shit. I, it could, I could be wrong. Hold on. Let me see if I got it. Um, oh, yeah. He said it straight out. Hold on one second. I tell. Tell? It's not that I tell. Wink, wink. I'm going to tell. Shut up, Zero. Fuck you. You shut up. I'll smash. You're going to what? I can take you. I can beat you up. I will end your whole life, little man. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell. tell. He said it twice and then didn't. Hey, yo, why? That, um, that, the one of the, one of the little cutscenes, the narrator cutscenes, when they were all dressed up in those costumes, 
when Ryan was dressed up in his costume, I was like, yo, they put Cyril in the costume? I didn't, you know, I know that they're brothers and I know that they look a lot alike, but I didn't realize that they look that much alike because I 100% thought that was Cyril until just I was alike. like, oh, they, they look just alike. In just fact, alike. someone said that uh, they thought that Ryan was playing two parts. Just alike. They look um, just alike. So... After Cyril, uh, after Cyril and Sister Pete's meeting, she goes and tells Ryan that Cyril seems fine. Like he didn't say nothing. And then she goes and tells Keller that you know what? Fuck you, bro. Um, um wait, wait, wait. You skipped a part. What what I skipped? When 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 fucking simple Simon uh convinces her when he said he says the thing about God. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No. Yeah, no. That happens during this conversation. Yeah, that happens yeah, when this he conversation. Said, it's fucking when, when, bullshit. When, yeah, it's a it's a boring ass conversation. One thing that comes from it is that he uses a line that she literally steals from him and uses on Keller, and that's why she tears up her paperwork. I just realized that God chooses us. She, I don't choose God. God chooses us, and she goes and talks to Keller, and she's like, you know what? Because of you, I did doubt myself as a psychiatrist, and I did doubt myself as a nun, and I doubted myself as a person. But you know what? I didn't choose God. God chose me, you bitch. And so, rip up the paperwork. I gotta say, she made the wrong decision. Yeah, I would have gotten the fuck out. I thought she was going up in there to try and dirty dance on him. Honestly, one hundred percent. I thought I, I thought that was gonna be, that conversation was gonna go a different way. Yeah. I thought she was going to go in there and try and twerk on him. Like, I tore my shit up. Now talk your shit. Now talk your shit, my nigga. What you want to do? What you want to do? And he be in the back like, guards! Because, you know, Keller. But instead, Keller's like, choose me, God. That was a weird-ass conversation. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that that part. That part of him raising his hand to God and all. And just, I just, I just didn't love any part of that. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. So after that, Ryan tries to break it off with Claire right after she swallowed, which I feel like is a bad time. Um, And she says, bitch, you're an inmate. I have the power. The relationship ain't over till I say it's over because he ain't McManus and her. (laughs) Uh, That's basically it. She's like, I will fuck your whole world up if you ever try and get out of this again. What What if he pulls a McManus and says that she's been sexually assaulting him? He could. I feel like I feel like in 2000, they weren't that progressive. But he could. I mean, in the bathroom, but, she's been forcing me to do this because she's in a power position. And she told him, like, I'll see you here tomorrow. You're going to eat my pussy. Yep. Your turn. Your turn, motherfucker. I swallowed. You better, too. Um, Rebido had his surgery, and he'll survive, but he'll have a scar on his head, and he's embarrassed about the scar. Uh, Boost Mollis tells him the scar is barely noticeable, even though it's a fucking horseshoe on the side of his head. Um, and he gives him his hat. And However, he's he, he basically signed his death warrant. And his, I don't know if he's going to die, but like they said, but that's your lucky hat. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> he basically signed his death warrant. But also, um, he just got out of surgery. And being a person who literally just went through a couple surgeries with people in my family, I know that the scar or the area of the surgery continues to hurt for like months afterwards. So you putting a hat on top, directly on top of the site of where his brain surgery was, that motherfucker should have howled to the moons. 
it's, it's literally probably, he's still in the recovery room. He's still he's, in the hospital. He's probably doped up on some shit right now. I don't give a fuck how doped up you yeah, are. But he, you put he's a been, hat on top of my been, scar He's site. been out of surgery for a little while, though. Because, remember, they took him off site for surgery. Okay, so, so this is what I'm saying. It took until June. The surgery was in February. Yeah, but that's a different type of surgery. I had this surgery is brain on surgery. my... This is on your head. I had surgery on my knee, and I, you know... Yeah, but... That, I could I, wear pants. Like you're talking about putting a hat on, like. But I'm like, talking about what I'm your, talking about is he's putting a hat directly on the site. It's a hat. It weighs like three ounces. Oh no! I, I just felt like, dude, he should have screamed or something. Like something. Nah, he's fine. Them pro wrestlers get stitches in their head every day and then go back out and wrestle. They also uh, get thrown into a pile of, of thumbtacks and shit. They're a different different level. So, you know, he's a serial killer. So, you know. So after giving away his lucky hat, Miss he finds out Miss Sally's coming to visit him because after, Bo- after Boots Mollis came to her house when he escaped, she decides she wanted to see him, and that's fucking weird. She no, no, here's the thing I was going to say. This is, oh, well, that part is weird if it was actually Miss Sally. Mm-hmm. But we find out is that it's not, and that's not weird. So I actually watched, like, I mean, I actually listened to a, podcasts uh that does like true crime yeah and one of the things that happens all the time with serial killers or people like that is just like always like a fan somebody person. who's a fan like a huge yeah, yeah. like the like they find it sexy and it's like uh, sometimes a lot most of the time is women because most serial killers are men but it can be a men too and it's this thing where it's just like and not that he's a serial not that he's a killer he doesn't kill anybody but it was just this thing that's like, God damn, he's so intrigued with this. But the thing with the thing with um uh the mole is that he seems like such a nice person. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's not in there because he hurt anyone, he's in there because he robbed fucking banks. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah I'm looking was, for it right he, now. He dug he dug, he he was he got caught digging under into a into a bank vault. And he got he that's how he got caught. Yeah, he's like he's he might be the nicest person to Oz. Like he just yeah, seems yeah, so because nice. Because Rebido murdered somebody to get there. And yeah. honestly, he he's right up there with uh Hamid as far as people who didn't deserve to actually be where they were. Even though showing up at that woman's house is creepy as fuck. Hella. He, he those letters were probably he like all the other They're probably heartfelt because he's old. Yeah, and- all the other letters, the princess would probably be like. Oh man, Here's look at them dick. titties. Yep. Like, look at them titties. I beat my dick to this in prison every day. And his letters are probably like, because he I actually neutered. paid attention to but, the fucking show. Yeah. But, like, he didn't say this the other day on the show. But it's, when he meets her, the first thing he notices, them titties don't seem right. Well, you know, you would no, notice. No, the first about the thing he said, admire. the first thing he said is that you look smaller overall. Yeah, you yeah, he said you look different. And he was like, them yeah. titties don't them titties ain't sitting right. And well, you I know, mean, you, she you literally pulls that. pads out and she's like, huh, my name isn't Miss Sally. My name's Norma Clark. And so they're going to be pen pals. And that's that's you know, it is what it is. You know, Boost Mollis deserves some sort of happiness while he's in prison, while he's digging his way out again before he dies, because he's going to. And then like, yo, nigga. I, th- I think he's gonna die because he gave up his lucky. No, hat. Scar said he don't know. He's saying he's oh. he gonna die because he gave up his lucky hat. Yeah. yeah, no, he got a new lucky hat. 
That then that's uh, the way I looked at it. If he had that hat, then when she brought him the hat from Miss Sally's job, he wouldn't have been able to wear the hat. Somebody go take that shit. Like they don't all the motherfuckers in there that love watching Miss Sally. They go take that fucking hat from him. I wonder if he's gonna <laughs> lie to them and say, "Yeah, I actually met Miss Sally." I would. I would. More none of them in there. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. In a world, there was one podcast that made all others look like silly little part-time, half-baked ideas that should have been thrown in the trash can after being written down. That's a super long-winded way of saying that Drunk Theory Podcast is the best-kept secret out there right now. They're a bunch of idiots talking about conspiracy theories, and when these four come together, they have the capability to solve just about any question coming their way. But keep in mind, they're idiots, so sometimes they won't have the answer. But we guarantee you'll end up laughing so hard you cry or urinate in your pants. I don't make the rules here. So let Matthew, Kara, Kelly, and Ryan give you everything you never know you needed and more. Only on Drunk Theory Podcast. Available on all major streaming platforms. More conspiracies coming soon. Have you ever uh, heard of the Nuzzle House podcast? Nah, probably not. Which is why I've decided to stand here in the middle of this cow pasture holding this creepy music box because they were the uh, only sound effects I could find on the internet to tell you about it. Let me, a divorced man recording in my basement, read you tales you were uh, never going to read yourself anyway. Join the one-man book club and steal my opinion so you, too, can sound like you have a unique opinion on literature. You can find my podcast at NuzzleHouse.com or look for NuzzleHouse on your podcast app of choice. Ah, beautiful, aren't they? Remember those stories you were supposed to read in high school? Oh, uh, Dickens. Poe. That's literally all the names I can think of. Did you read them? Obviously I didn't. Let us read them for you. Uh, That sounds dangerous. What does? Reading. (laughs) It might go badly. But that's half the fun. I'm Ken Sandberg. And I'm Heather Michelle Lawler. Check out Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Campfire Classics is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen, like, follow. This is Wine, Dine, and Storytime. I'm Nydia. I'm Dana. I'm Cindy. And we're your hosts. Have you ruined a family gathering by asking what wine pairs well with eating a husband? Are you the CEO of TMI? Have you ever been kicked under the table because you brought up your favorite dinner topic, atrocities throughout history? Then this podcast is perfect for you. Each week, Dana and I share stories based on topics that include true crime, historical shenanigans, unexplained mysteries, and all things fascinating, while our amateur chef Cindy prepares themed dinners and pairs wines based on those topics. Find us, the Wine, Dine, and Storytime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a follow. Moses is more than halfway through a wall in death row. Bruh, let me tell you something. I've been waiting to talk about this shit this whole time. When he first put that ice pick into the wall, I was like, just wait. This stupid shit here. This is one of the dumbest things in the history of Oz. This fucking man was just talking to his sister because he's so worried about being on death row and wanting to get his, his fucking 
sentence overturned. He's like, man, I gotta wait a year, man. I that can't, was his I lawyer. Yeah, his lawyer. I can't wait a year. I gotta get out of here. Like, what are you doing? I can't be on death row. I gotta get out of here. So you're, you're, and then he, since he says we got it pushed out a year, so you get to live a whole nother year, and Just we might be get the dude easy off for the, a year. Off the, the dude's court. gonna die, and you'll and be your, fine. Yeah, and your solution is. Let me just go ahead and make sure I, I certify this death row right here. Let me just go ahead and dig through the fucking wall right where the picture of Miles is. Um, so and like most, my, my thing, my question is, how the fuck did he know exactly where that dude? Oh, he probably hears him painting on the wall. My question is, if you can dig through that wall, dig through the other fucking wall and escape. And that's exactly what I said. Well, I said that the shit like it it looks like concrete, but that shit it it does not react like concrete, dog. Like it's his hole was right where Miles' self portrait was, and Leo and some CEOs came in, and Moses covered the hole up. Um, also, he has a he has a, a a poster of Mercedes to cover up that hole. I don't know if y'all remember Mercedes's No Limit Studios album cover. Um, oh, I think I it was called Rear Ended. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but they I'm did aware. that. You know, that's a Shawshank thing. Um, Leo comes to tell Mark that he has the date of his execution. And Mark acts like straight up childish. No, no, no. I don't want to. I'm going to pee on myself. No, no. So then when they open up the door to get him out to go see Psych, he pushes past one. Um, one he punches one CO. And then push past another one. Like, where the fuck are you going to escape to? You're in an enclosed area in death row. Where are you going to run to? And another CO grabs him and slams his head into the bars of Moses's cell. And Moses has already said, slam his head into the bars, officer. So he's been talking. But somehow when the CO slams his head into the bars, Moses has gathered up a porn star amount of spit. Yeah. Bruh, I was like, that's a lot of spit. That's a lot of spit. Like, that's a blah. Like, I've never seen, I, I ain't seen, you got to work that much spit up in your mouth. Trust me. Yeah, you didn't even hear him go, nothing. Just spit. And so uh, he goes to, he gets sent to, uh, Mark gets sent to psych. He goes to psych and, and Sister Pete's like, you're going to die, bitch. And so he comes back and, <laughs> No, he acts like a straight up baby mm -hmm. when they tell him he's going to die. And so he comes back and Sister Peter's talked to him and uh, Moses tried to say something nice to him. He's like, you know what? I understand, bro. Um, I, I know what it feels like to be scared like that. You're going to be all right, whatever it may be. And this motherfucker is not having it. Like, this is some funny ass shit to me. I'm sorry. Prepare for the end. I know what you're going through, man. Sometimes the reality of what's going to happen fucks me up, too. I need your fucking sympathy, Sambo. <laughs> Did he stop with Negro? But also, the art that he's doing is really nice. Like, that's a really good painting, self-portrait. So considering he doesn't have a, you know, any time, he's doing a great job. And Moses punched through it with one hand, grabs Mark by the throat with one hand, crushes his fucking throat 
I grab a dog and I choke him. <laughs> and just with one hand, crushes his throat and murders this nigga. And now he's the only person left in death row. All he had to do was like take three steps back and he would have ran into the wall and his arm wouldn't have been able to reach. <laughs> it's like fighting somebody who's smaller than you. Just put your hand on their forehead. Or, you know what? Guard! I hear him scratching through this wall. The scratch keeps getting closer and closer. Or what? just move your arm left and right, move your body right and left and let his arm bounce against the fucking inside of the wall. Or an even Anything. better, or Anything. another, another, Don't another, another question. Stand there. Or another, another question. Why aren't there any COs ever in death row? They have Presty, but he walks in and out. Yeah, like it because be in death row they time? don't get let out, so they just in the fucking cage all the time. But you gave one of them a mirror, like he could use that to harm himself. At that point in time, you need to be on suicide watch. Somebody needs to be in there to watch I these don't guys. Think they right? Care if they're on suicide watch, if they're going on death row, I don't think they fucking care. I don't know, but they are literally one for three as far as motherfuckers making it to the actual death row area, like to the death chambers. And now his dumbass I mean, got to sit the, in death well, row. Two for four, two for four if you include Jefferson King. Now yes. his dumbass got to sit in death row by himself. No, didn't the, didn't the white dude get killed too? So the, Natalie, the she, she died of AIDS. Mark got choked out. Jefferson <laughs> actually made it. The dude, with the, the dude with the um the the dude who uh ate oh his the family. dude who ate his family was like have you ever had any pussy pastor yeah he yeah, so they're they're three four he, the, he did a firing squad right yes no no that was that was gains or or that was uh so so far we've had what six people because Donald when he tried to shoot um when he tried to shoot Leo but ended up accidentally killing the CO. He went to death row. The one who was like, I love women. I love pussy. Have you ever had pussy, Pastor? He was in death row. Jefferson King was in death row. Shirley was in death row. But how many did we see die? Wait, wait. Mark was in death row. Nat was in death row. And Moses was in death row. We saw Mark, Nat, Jefferson, the firing squad dude, the other dude who was like, "Have you ever had pussy pads?" He died of lethal injection. Shirley oh, got mean, hung. Oh, you meant what you call it? Um, uh, um, uh, um, Julie Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Okay. So we are six for eight. I take that back. Six out of eight of the people who had died on death row died on death row. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Fuck it. But yeah, he's now the only person left in death row and ain't nobody going to come check on him because LaPresse don't like black people. Yep, and then when they get at the end when he, he asks for the mirror and they throw him on the ground and the mirror cracks and he looks at himself in the mirror with that cracked ass mirror like fucking role model. Like he really... Now he can hurt himself. Yes, so um, next thing that happens is that Schillinger gets a visit from his daughter-in-law. Uh, she tells him that Hank is missing and she carries her wedding certificate around to, to show it to everybody who asks, I guess. But uh, she's pregnant and so Schillinger is going to be a grandfather. Um, Mondo is bucking up against Adebisi and Supreme Allah. Um, 
and Keller and Ryan see an opportunity to start some funk. So a random hippie inmate that I'm certain we've never seen before goes to do his laundry. And another random inmate rose from behind the washing machines, bloody as hell. And the hippie ran off to get help, screaming bloody murder. So now that he they're screams gonna... bloody murder, but the guy literally got up. He was not dead mm-hmm. at the time you ran out screaming bloody murder. The, he, he was clearly fucked the fuck up, but he was not dead at the time you were screaming murder. That shit made no sense to me. So uh, the next thing that happens is a murder is happening in Quarantine's place. Quarantine isn't happy. He tells Adabisi, come figure out what the fuck happened. Adabisi's like, so you want me to be a, a, a cop? And he's like, yeah, do something. And because yeah, Adebisi said, says, this won't me. Why are you looking at me? And why I got to do anything? I didn't do this shit. Adebisi also was sitting in there with a trumpet with a fucking mute cap on it. Like, where did he get that from? Um, Wasn't that bad either. No, he was pretty good. Even though, even, even though he clearly was not playing. So Adebisi sends Poet and Supreme Allah out to investigate. And they come back and find out that the inmate was a loser with no friends or enemies. It's like they drew him up out of nowhere just for this one scene. Who would have thunk? Um, but he just happened to have sex with Beecher. And that's the information that they needed to have. So again, this is what you were talking about earlier, Brandon, where Mondo is bucking up against Adabisi and Supreme Allah. But then the next thing that happens is that Adabisi has Beecher summoned and Mondo and Leroy are bouncing his head off the desk like a fucking mini basketball. Mm-hmm. And Beecher tells them that they fucked once, but he was lousy, kind of like Mondo. Um, so they let him go. They're like, if you don't find out what happened and find a murder weapon, we're going to keep kicking your ass. So he goes to Keller's pod to find it. And Keller's like, yeah, I did. I, I, I did stab him up because, you know, I don't like people. I don't like you fucking people. Um, and he said, I, I know you're not, not going to tell him me for two reasons. One, I know that you paid Chucky to put a hit out on Hank Schillinger. And two is because I know you love me too much to watch me be killed by Adebisi and your friends. How did Keller find out about Hank? Did I miss that part? Well, everybody talks. No, but the only person who, only two knew the answer and one of us is dead. How did, Chucky didn't tell. Chucky's in unit B. Beecher didn't tell. Who told about Hank Schillinger. When this happened, it was, he wasn't in Unit B. We don't know how, how much time actually was between when. But I mean, okay, even if even if that even if that said, Keller and Beecher weren't talking at that point in time, and Chucky and Keller didn't fuck with each other. No. Nope, so who told them? But then again, also you you do realize that like some of these white dudes start getting together, like the way that the way that Keller and and um and Ryan start trying to get together because like their numbers are dwindling like so yeah. we got to do something about this so it was probably the same kind of situation because it, this has been happening gradually over time their numbers have been going down the black people have been coming in so they have to get together to protect themselves i just couldn't see him dry snitching on another white person for no fucking reason i mean i could see you doing it against a black person because of again numbers but i don't know that didn't that that sat on my chest um ryan still supreme allah's necklace in the shower this whole thing is fucking stupid how does supreme allah not notice his necklace is missing or his chain is missing because when they present him with the chain he's surprised like how the fuck you get that 
I must have I must have dropped it in the kitchen somewhere. Like he he didn't even realize it was gone. They're doing a pat down of all the workers in the lunchroom, and Mondo doesn't get searched because he's waiting for the delivery truck. Uh, he goes to the back in the cage area to smoke a cigarette, and Keller gives him a light and offers him a blowjob. Stupid motherfucker. Next thing we know, Mondo's dumbass is dead. And they left Supreme Allah's necklace at the scene. This is two bodies in two days. Quarren's is furious. And this shit is ridiculous. So they run up and get Supreme Allah and Poet and search their pod. Adabisi calls Supreme Allah a cocksucker like Adabisi doesn't have men dancing in his cell all day and night. Um, and punched him in the face and beats him down. All of this over a necklace that Supreme Allah didn't even know he had. And this is all circumstantial as fuck. Like we're not going in, in no part of any investigation that they've done in this episode. Have they done any real investigating? They're just like, we found a jewelry. Because they found a knife. They did find that a knife. Su- the Supreme Allah has never touched in real life. And all he, they had to do was get was the fingerprints. There. See, all they had to do was get fucking fingerprints and know that it's not him. And, and like, here's, here's the other thing. Such shitty writing. Um, me off. And BC seems to have complete control over his situation. Even with Mondo bucking up. Guess what? When it was time for Adebisi to lay the law down and tell him you do this, he did it. So that means Adebisi seems to have complete control over his situation. Um, so that means Adebisi also probably knew the whereabouts of Supreme Allah throughout all of this. And he could have said simply... He ain't doing. When, when the fuck did that happen? Mm-hmm. Because I know he was, he was handling business for me. But mm-hmm. at no point does he say, "When the fuck did this happen?" Because even even back then, with the the you know the primitive CSI work that they did in in this time period, like they still have an idea how long someone's been dead. So the next thing that happens is that Saeed is looking for a way to take down Adabisi and Poet suddenly doesn't jive with Adabisi like out of no fucking where. I mean, this whole fucking season, Poet is the one who got burned up by the hot water that Adabisi poured on his head. Poet is the one who both of his homies got killed by the gun that Adabisi had. And it took him this long to suddenly say, you know what? I don't fuck with Adabisi. I see which way the tides are turning. I'm going to roll with you now. He turned He turned rat. He was like, I know when a, I know when the ship is sinking. Okay, so he wants Saeed to take Adabisi down. And so he tells Saeed about Adabisi's videotapes. Uh, Saeed asks Poet to get a video for him, but he doesn't get it in time. And instead, he tells Saeed about the space in the roof, which I thought everybody fucking knew about. Leroy saw everything go down. Saeed says that his plan is moving with Adabisi so, so he can get access to the tapes. Um, Arif, who really shouldn't give a fuck, is like, do you think that's the best idea? And Adabisi's like, it's not, but it's the only way this can work, my brother. Um so everything seems to be going swimmingly. Their plan seems to be working, but this nigga poet gets high and for no fucking reason whatsoever tells Leroy about his plan with Saeed to take Adabisi down. Brandon, please justify this shit. Like out of Why nowhere. Asking me? That shit didn't make, none of this makes sense at the end of this episode. All it took was one hit and Leroy saying that they had to watch each other's back and that was that. Um, he told him that I can't tell you the guts of the plan, but nigga, you done already told him the body of the works. 
So why the fuck did you do this? Leroy goes straight upstairs and tells Adabisi that it was what they thought. When was when has Adabisi and Leroy no. been working together? No, you're no, missing you know, this. no, you there was a why there, does how does Leroy even know this? Adam the fucking Leroy uh, Leroy saw no, but that's bullshit. out of that room. That's, he's that's, and, I just said that. I yeah, but he saw that, he that saw Leroy poet saw everything go down. Yeah, he's he was sitting there on the side. He saw poet walk out of that room and speak to Saeed. And he was like, something's not right about this. And poet then when Adabisi's room all the time. No, not when Adabisi's not there. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he went in there and then he came he came out trying to act all like oh you know, because he heard he heard Adabisi coming, so he walked out the door and pretended like man, I ain't even doing nothing. And then he speaks to Saeed, and so this he's peeping this whole situation happen, like yo, these motherfuckers up to something. And then there is a part where someone else is talking. And Leroy is speaking to Adebisi upstairs. Like you can see it in the background. You can see him speaking. So like when he comes back and said, it's what we thought is because he's already had this conversation. These niggas is up to something. And then he goes to talk to Poet and find out that yes, they are up to something. And goes back and saying, it is what we thought. That part, that part makes sense. It makes some sense. No. It makes Okay, so I guess I should have finished my whole sentence. Leroy saw everything go down. Cool. What happened next was completely nonsensical as far as how it all came together. uh, Because Mondo was literally bucking against Adebisi very recently. You would think that Leroy would be like, "I'm, I'm siding with my boy against you. That's what everybody else does. But, you know, I feel you. Um, the next thing that happens is that uh, Leroy tells Adebisi that it was what they thought, and we see Saeed moving his stuff into Adebisi's pod. Leroy asks if Adebisi wants him to whack Poet, and Adebisi says, not yet. McManus talks to Leo, and he's like, now that you're not running for lieutenant governor anymore, can you please do your fucking job? Go look at this dirty ass place, please. Please. And Saeed and Adabisi talk. Um, and they talk about how Saeed is like, yo, we're bound, we're binded as brothers. And Saeed and Adabisi's like, no, crime is the common theme that binds all of us. And I know what you're here for. You're here for this videotape, right? So here's the videotape. The most nonsense thing in this whole fucking episode. Bruh, I get it. You were testing this dude. Why do you not give him a blank fucking videotape? You should fucking Demarcus Russell his Jamarcus Russell his ass and l- l- let that be it. Y'all do know the Jamarcus Russell story, right? No, don't go into a run out of time. So um okay. Saeed gives the tape directly to McManus, who gives it directly to Leo. Leo watched it for like three minutes in terms of quarantine. He's like, you're fired. That was literally the most... Uh, so let me get this straight. All of the mur- the three murders that just happened... Mean nothing. Nothing. But Adebisi snorting and his people snorting some coke and playing music. He got to go. 
And then another nonsense thing immediately turns to your mans and go, you want your job back? Like, Let me think about it. Yes. And does Napoleon Dynamite fucking fist pump as he walks out of the, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> yeah, he puts some taters outside his pocket. But, but I mean, that whole thing ended, this whole storyline ended with a whimper, not a bang. You know, and I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't know. Like if this is the season finale, this is yet another, if we're looking at this from a season finale standpoint, this is yet another weak ass way to end somebody's uh, existence. McManus gets back into Emerald City, and the first thing he does is sends Adebisi packing, and he also expels Leroy. Uh, Adebisi goes in and attacks Saeed while he was praying. He tells uh, Saeed, look, I gave you that tape because it was a test. I want to see what you were doing. And, and like you said, he should have given him a blank tape, but hey. Exactly. And but you don't give him you're the actual him, tape. So they're fighting. The curtain is down over the door, so nobody else can see it. they're fighting. Um they're going back and forth. They, the people downstairs here shouting. The COs here shouting. And then all of a sudden, you see that Adebisi has a, a shank. He's trying to shank uh, Saeed. They're battling over the shank and all that. And then from through the curtains, all you see is a big red splatter on the door of the curtain that's, that's covering Adebisi's door. Me, personally, that would have been where I ended the fucking season. That would have been a perfect place to end the fucking because, season. Because you don't know who shot JR. Like, you mm-hmm. don't know who was actually the one that got cut up. But instead, it turns out that I was fucking right because Adebisi is dead and Saeed killed him. Not Morales. Not Chucky. Not Schillinger. Not Poet. Not all these people that he's fucked over in all of his time there. Not even Beecher. He gets killed by Saeed out of nowhere. Yep. And that shit is probably more disappointing because Adebisi was such a big part of this show that for him to die at the hands of somebody who he had no beef with, because they both say, I respect you, man. And then he kills him. And they shot it in a way like something was wrong when it's obviously self-defense. Mm-hmm. Like, they've had self-defense def- uh, defenses on this show many times for much more questionable shit than this. The one dude who never hurts anyone ever, who's never punched anyone or mm-hmm. done any violence to anyone ever in his entire time of eyes, if I come back next week and they try to act like it's a fucking murder and not obviously self-defense, I'm going to fucking lose it. Mm-hmm. This just, I don't know. I, I loved, oh, I guess um, we should take this time. I loved Adebisi in Oz. I loved him being in Oz. I can't picture Oz without Adebisi. And for them to send him down the way in this sort of form, in this way, is just, it's bad. Um, There's there's a time jump next episode. It's that six makes, months. I'm, it's six I'm months later. so not surprised. It's six, <laughs> it's six, it's six months later. Um, So, yeah. Of course. Because they thought it was a season finale. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the season finale, but they do not have a good history of knocking season finales out the park. I have not yet seen one season finale where I didn't leave disappointed, except for the very first one when we when they took over Oz. Yep. Other than that, they do series season finales like they're racing against a clock to finish up the episode. Like they're on a episode of fucking Top Chef, and they're like three minutes left, and they're like, "Oh shit, we haven't finished the finale yet." Well, let's make Adabisi get killed by Saeed. 
You know what would have been better, honestly, personally, if Adebisi had killed Saeed. No, nah, I need Saeed there. You need Saeed there, but at the same time, Saeed has no real enemies there. Whereas if Adebisi had killed Saeed, then everybody's against him. Now that Adebisi's dead, does the fucking hate riot, the race riot thing fall apart? Well, they still don't like uh, Saeed because Adebisi was, got all of them freedom or whatever. So they're probably still on his side. But I'm saying... The folks who were purveying the, the, this whole thing, Querns got fired before a riot happened. Adebisi was killed before a riot happened. Mondo's dead. Like, and this riot still hasn't happened. If this is, if this season finale is, if this halfway point in the season is a season finale, then we've gone a whole season with this race riot thing percolating. A whole season. If mm-hmm. they bring this out and this shit doesn't play out the way it needs to play out, if this shit is like another Quern's ending thing, I'm going to be furious, dog. Well, R.I.P. Killer Croc. Man, shout yeah. out to Adebisi. That 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 was a, a psychopathic motherfucker who should have never found religion. One, one, of the, one of the only dudes that's been in both DC and Marvel movies. My dude. He, he was in he was in one of the worst Marvel movies, MCU movies, but he was there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so the, again, I'm disappointed. Thor, Thor: The Dark World is the movie he was in. Why do you do this? I'm just making sure that the people know. Okay. Don't aren't y'all mourning this nigga the way I'm mourning out of BC? Nah. <laughs> Brandon, what are your thoughts on Adabisi? Anything? Uh, McManus is the winner of this episode. Yeah, he got his he got his house back, yep. and immediately tried to kick them niggas out. Leroy still got to leave. Well, he was just kicking out the people that caused this trouble, which you know, yeah. In theory, it makes sense. I don't think McManus was about to be like, all right, all the niggas are out and bring all the white people back to no, Oz. No, no, he's just I making think- it the way it was supposed to be. I think he was basically like, we're getting this cancer out of BC out of here. Mm-hmm. So we can try to make things right. I mean, remember, honestly, he stopped the... fucking with Ada BC after he fucked with Kenny. Kenny was on the That's right what track. I was say. That's exactly what I was going to say. And Ada BC ruined that shit. The last thing that he had with Ada BC was Ada BC trying to get him hemmed up on that sexual harassment shit. Mm-hmm. I'd be coming for his throat immediately, too. Everybody else is getting out of out of M City, but you you're going straight to death row. Why? What I do? You tried to just ask actually harass Kenny. That's why. That's that's the whole reason. Scar. Six months out, huh? Yep. Next episode. Next, next episode, six months out. So you're gonna do a promo that's uh six months summertime, 50% off all your stuff? Uh nope. Uh, I'm still I'm still doing the same summertime. Summertime 25. Summertime 25. All right. Brandon, you got anything? No. Okay. We got uh reviews. Um, and we want to thank them. Five stars, five stars. Uh one comes from Baby Tay 90, five stars. I've been waiting for a show like this. You guys are hilarious. This has been my go-to podcast. Love the insight and the humor. 
And the second one is from, I think we already did this one. Yeah, yeah, already did that one about how dope the podcast is. Um, all of those, all of dope. All of them said we're dope. I don't, I don't know. Y'all are listening to us. You know what's up. Um, also, a uh, shout out to the homie Joe from Twitter who finally broke down how exactly uh, you can tell what year we're in as far as uh, Oz. Apparently, the first two years of the inmate number. First two numbers. First two numbers of the inmate uh, number is the year that they were incarcerated. Um, and then the letter is the first initial of their last name. Did not know that. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, also, he confirmed that we can never find out where Oz is located at. So we're just going to say that Oz is in New Jack City. Makes sense. It's, yeah. in, it's in Gotham, nigga. Like, yeah, yeah. This does seem very Gotham y. Even maybe though God, maybe it's in us. Even though, even though God, <laughs> that yeah. would be funny if they zoomed out and this shit was actually in Oz. Yeah. That would be even, dope. Even though Gotham is technically supposed to be Boston, but we all just assume New York. Well, yeah, because there's no racists in it. So leave a voicemail 916-633-1537. Our email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Return to Oswald. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool Blickner. That's B L K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. You can leave a review for us on Podchaser. The cool thing about Podchaser is you can review the show as a whole. You can also review separate episodes. Uh, we appreciate both. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can leave a review on Stitcher. And you can leave a review on uh, Castbox. Um, I think that's about it. Honestly, I do. I, I, I'm glad this isn't the end of the season, but yet we know that this was supposed to be the end of a season. And so I got to say this season was pretty fucking, I liked it. It was all over the place, but at the same time, I liked the first half of the season as far as it, because I like Querns. I'm sad that Quarrens is gone like that, but I like the way that he, like, his storyline and the way that they made Hamsterdam and all that kind of stuff. But now that Adebisi's dead, like, literally, there's nowhere to go but down. That's my biggest worry. Um, Show so, is, like, scandal to me, but not as good. Because I, at some point in scandal, I was like, this show's not that great anymore, but I really want to know what happens. Yeah, me too. And so I, I'm watching this. I'm still very interested in the show, even though I don't think it's very well written at all. No, it's not. But I am very interested in what's going to happen. Um, nah. I, uh, I've been calling this the iconic HBO show Oz. It might be getting downgraded to the HBO show Oz. I'm not sure how anybody thinks this is better than The Wire. Scar. I wouldn't say this is better than a wire, but I can name you about a good handful of shows that I think are. So, thank y'all for checking us out. We greatly do appreciate it. We'll holler at y'all later. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace out.
simulcast. What the fuck? Shikari Richardson, I'm going to edit this shit out, but Shikari Richardson uh, will miss the Tokyo Olympics altogether at the USA Track and Field announced Tuesday that she has not been selected as a member of the 4x100 relay team. Well, I mean, they suspended her for a month. Like, when does the Olympics start? Uh, she would have still been eligible to run the 4x100 because that's a few days after the suspension is over. Damn, and they made they made some new nigga rules for her. Mm-hmm. Damn, dog. So I ain't watching the Olympics at all, except for Simone. Nigga, we don't watch the Olympics anyway. I look, nigga, black folks watch the me. gymnastics and the track and, and the I track. I fucking and field. love track and field, right? Okay. So look, 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 look. <laughs> we we like watching we like watching some of the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. We watch we watch the 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 gymnastics if somebody that we like is there, like you know, like Gabby Douglas, you know what I mean, like Simone Biles, like Simone Biles, like we we watch. Black it. people don't really watch the gymnastics, but we, not, but we not about to watch that shit live. Hold on, hold on. The I watched thing, when Dominique Dodds was there. I watched when Simone was there. I watched when you Gabby did. Was there. Black but people the, don't really watch the gymnastics. No. No, we they don't. show up for the track and field though, because we own we, that event. We show up for the track and field, but let's clarify: <laughs> we niggas, niggas only show up for the running track and field. We don't yeah, show up. Ain't nobody for doing the no, steeplechase. No, they watch the high jump. They watch the high but jump, but we ain't doing the steeplechase, my nigga. <laughs> ain't nobody there for the but marathon. They even, but they don't even don't show watch. that shit live. We don't even watch. We don't watch no high jump. Get the fuck oh, out! Yeah, of here. I definitely watch the high jump and long jump. That's the best shit. Hey, you know what no. the best thing is? Honestly, when you stumble upon some shit that you never watched before, like the mile walk, like like the walking contest. No, we we show up for we show up for track and field, four hundred and below. No, I watched well, the eight hundred. The, they don't show the other shit live. Michael Johnson was in the eight hundred. I remember that vividly. No, Michael Johnson train. was in the one hundred and the two hundred. But we only care about four hundred and below. Am they I don't wrong? show the other shit live though, so nobody cares about that. Yeah, I mean, and we not watch it live anyway. We can watch the clips, dog. I, I'll but, definitely watch the hundred meters live every year, every fucking Olympics. Really? That is. And then we, are you kidding me? That's the best the, ten seconds in sports. The only time we show up, the only time we show up in mass for live is for the basketball. And dog. the four like, by one is the best. Like the relay is literally the best part of the Olympics every four years. The four by one. And they know that, and they keeping her away from it because she black. And they put they ain't keeping her wake up because she's black. <laughs> Track and field is run by black women. Like the whole field is going to be non-black oh. women and one non-black person. That one non-black person, like, I got a chance. <laughs> the best. Be not, just, if you watch the male track, it feels like one dude from, like, the Netherlands that's, like, white adjacent, some type white adjacent. It may be a dude from, like, Australia. Great Britain gets a dude in there. And then just all the nigger countries. All of them. Jamaica, Bahamas. Now, you, you sound like the, the folks from Florida. All the, the nigger countries. The, the Canadian representative is always black. Nigeria, it's just black, 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 yeah, black. Didn't the they, the they used to have a dude, uh, what's his name, that used to be a runner? He was doing steroids and shit because he couldn't compete. The Canadian dude. Carl. Oh, no, you're talking about Ben Johnson. 
Yeah, Ben Johnson, not Carl ben Lewis. Johnson, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> Ben Johnson was a steroid. Carl freak. Lewis was a nigga who thought he could sing. My bad, nigga. His <laughs> his his Star Spangled Banner was worse the best, than Roseanne's. The best, worse than Roseanne's. like nigga, calm down. That was my like, only thing with this part because the Olympians have been doing a lot of racist shit. Um, but the one, the, the one that the was the, with the swimmers? I wasn't like, I don't know if that's racist. With Shikari is because well it's racist because they test for marijuana and they shouldn't test for marijuana. But in a vacuum is all the rest of them are, are like the number two black person, the black the number two runner in America is black, the number three runner in America is black, number four runner in America is black. Well, I, I think that also folks are up in arms, not because not just because she's a black uh woman. But also because she's a queer black woman who's flamboyant with her hair and and all that kind of stuff. And they did, they said I, she reminded her anything. of Flojo. Yeah, but the Olympics love that. They make money off that shit. The queer part. Yeah, they make money off that shit. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure NBC. Yeah, I'm pretty sure NBC wanted her there mm-hmm. for ratings and money. They did not want her there. They didn't want her <laughs> off of there. They make money off of them personalities. You know, that's all you see in the Olympics. You know, right before the race or whatever, they do that personality that ten minute. This is their story. The 10-minute the story for the 30-second race. <laughs> this is not me saying this, but it's nothing better NBC wanted than this black queer woman who just lost his mo- her mother, who came in first and is now in the Olympics about to win the 100 meters for the United States. It ain't nothing more that they want than that. You know it would be great? is if they're about to start the race and the eighth person disqualifies and all of a sudden you hear the music from like Hulk Hogan's like Real American <laughs> and, and she comes walking down the aisle <laughs> and rips off her stuff and then just takes off and jets on all of them. Because right, now so, Shelly Ann Frazier's going to win and is going back to Jamaica. She was the only what? one who had I a love Shelly Ann Frazier. I, I love Shelly But it's not going to be fuck. It's not going to be the real it's not going to be the real Hulk Hogan version. It's definitely going to be Pastor Troy's version. Pastor Troy did a real American remix. Yes. It's called Bless oh, I have America. To listen to that. It's called Bless America. He did at 100% did it. He also did uh Goldberg. I did he not did, know that either. He did the Goldberg theme. Um, what is that song called? Um fuck. I can't I can't think of it, but Bless America is uh is Hulk Hogan. Universal Souls, yeah. This is it. This ain't no real American. It is. <laughs> no. I told you. No, absolutely not. This does not get me hype. Real American gets me fucking hype. I don't know what that was. That sounded like a scary movie. You know how like on Us when they did the I Got Five on it? Us hey, remix. That's what that of, was. Did you know that um after they came out with the I got five on it, different style, like the Roger or whatever, that style, the Loonies came back and made a song to capitalize off of that called I Got Five on Us. Wow. <laughs> what? I didn't even know they were still around. They made a song called I Got Five on Us. I just heard it like two days ago and I was very disappointed. I cannot think of it. What's the other song? Is it called Champion? It might be I called Champion. I cannot believe you had them little kids Champion. It's called Champion. That song. The, the Champion is the Goldberg. And that one is directly the the Goldberg theme with some with some with some beat added to it. 
Real American is full of shit. Hulk Hogan's terrible. But that fucking song, when it comes it's on, I'm it gets out. you fucking hype. Yeah, yeah. Real American is, is that. Is <laughs> that, that it's like iconic. Yeah. And if I heard this slowed down shit, I'd be quite put out. Yes. Honestly, y'all never heard this song before. No, I, I know, I know, it. I know why we're shining. Okay, I could do oh, this. Oh, this is one. much better. Yeah, I can do this one. Come on, president. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I could do that one. I that could do different. that one. Yeah, because yeah, he used to he used to walk around with one of those uh, WCW championship belts with his name on it. Yeah, that one works. Okay, y'all ready for real? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a nice conversation. Yeah, yeah. That, that Universal Soldier. I fuck with Universal Soldier. That album. Ooh, I'm gonna have to put that on my. I'm gonna have to put that on my Spotify. That was kind of that was kind of fire. Like you play that in the car and he. Oh, <laughs> and they just let and they 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 kept it. They didn't try to like take elements and make a beat like he did with Real American. No, they let they let the Goldberg run, and then they just added a beat to it and make that shit crunk. Whew. I feel good now. All right, I'm sweating and shit. <laughs> Boy, I didn't I didn't expect that at all. All right. <laughs> Huh. That was like a wake up call right there. You should you should take you should take this part of the recording and put it at the end of the, of the show. Oh, it is. Okay, word up. Thank you though. Mm-hmm. Huh?